0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro.
0: And I'm Deacon Paul Trinan.
1: And we're broadcasting today from the Abbey of the Hills in northern South Dakota. Thank you for joining us and being with us today. We've had some great conversations, and the conversations continue I did not do a very good tease of Suzanne, so I'm going to do the tease of Suzanne <laughs> right now. <laughs> Suzanne McDonald is our next guest, and she is going to explain to us how she's going to be doing teaching of the theology of the body, teaching the theology of the body through fiction.
2: Through fiction.
1: So, very fascinating. Suzanne
2: and- McDonald, welcome to Real Presence Radio. This is Deaton Paul Trinan.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: Hey, we talked uh, several mo- weeks ago, maybe a month, month and a half ago, I believe, to invite you to ponder and consider doing this, and I'm so glad you took us up on it. Me too. Give give folks a little bit of a uh, kind of a feel for where you're at and um, a little bit about yourself and uh, share with us who you are.
3: Well, um, I've been married for over 25 years and I have six kids and I literally just stopped a squabble five seconds before you called. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hopefully they'll be quiet for half an hour <laughs> yeah. so,
2: where are you at suzanne where are you at in this beautiful world
3: i am in ohio where it is ohio. actually sunny and nice today well, Good, so, just a good. treat for us good. beautiful
1: so, so you are a
3: writer yes
1: i am so what so. kind of books do you write
3: Um, Well, lots of different things. I have done a lot of nonfiction work, none of which has been published yet. Um, The main thing I wanted to talk with you all about today is um, Theology of the Body in Fiction. Um, So we have finished two books so far in publication, and we're working on the third. And it's been a really great process. I know you've already interviewed Kate, who um, helps me with the books and uh, it's, it's been really exciting to work on them. I have a group that I'm meeting with right now. We're discussing the third novel. Um, it's some high schoolers who were working with some college students, but I jumped in this semester. But they did one semester with the first novel, and then they came back for another semester with the second novel. And now we, they're helping me with the editing of the third novel, um, wow. which we will hopefully get out very soon.
2: We had a guest on earlier, and he's talking about the responsibility to be well-read in the forming Mm -hmm. of our conscience. And he was talking about it from the standpoint of voting. Obviously, that's a timely... But now we're speaking to somebody who is a writer Mm -hmm. that is availing us to something that can help form our conscience, especially in the area of John Paul II's Theology of the Body. How did this come to you, Suzanne? How did you say, you know what? I'm going to pick this pen up. I don't want to start writing a fictional story about...
3: <laughs> well, that's yeah. not really how it happened. Um, <laughs> I, my husband is Catholic, and I think I attended over a thousand Masses with him without becoming Catholic myself. Um, but a few years ago, God began telling me a story about a bunch of really awesome Catholics, um, and that was very helpful to me because it was much less threatening to ponder issues with fictional people than real people. Hmm. Um, And the story was really good, so I started working with a group of young Catholic theologians to help me get the story into a series of novels, um, one of whom was Kate. And during the process, I attended the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia five years ago, and it was really shocking to realize how much of the story that God had told me was in the talks at the World Meeting of Families. And it was really exciting to find out that what I had been writing about was what cardinals and famous Catholic speakers like to talk about and write about.
2: That is Um, exciting.
3: Yeah, it is. And, you know, I used to think that, well, if I ever become Catholic, I'll be the first person to ever be converted by a bunch of fictional characters. Um, (laughs) But, you know, at the end, there were actually some real-world people who held my hand as I fearfully stepped into Tiber a year and a half ago.
2: (laughs) Good for you. Yeah.
3: Good for a year and a half ago. the fiction was very, very helpful preparation for dealing with real-life people. So, I want to make sure
2: I'm understanding you right. Let me, let me kind of rehear or restate what I think I'm hearing. You started writing these fictional books before you became Catholic? Yes. Wait a minute. Yes, you started writing about the theology of the body before you became Catholic?
3: Well, I didn't actually know it was the theology of the body. I didn't find that out until I went to the World Meeting of Family and I heard all these talks. And then I went to one talk in particular. And I was like, you know, this person's really talking about what's in my books. So I wrote to him after the World Meeting of Families, um, and he wrote me back and said, well, you need to read this book and that book, and it was all theology, the body stuff. And I was like, oh! (laughs) Um, But, you know, God is so good because I really don't know what would have happened at the World Meeting of Families if I hadn't already written six novels about what they were going to talk about Um, because it was so beyond what I had heard in our little rural parish. Um, And, you know, some of it's really unusual, and I just was so ready to hear it, having gone through what all the people in the story were going through and the issues they had wrestled with. Um, and, And, in fact, when I was on the airplane traveling to Philadelphia with my family, I pulled out this little book that we were supposed to have read in preparation for going to the World Meeting of Families. And, of course, being a mom, I hadn't actually even cracked it open yet, um, so there I am on the plane with a few hours to frantically read this thing, and I spent the whole time circling quotes from Popes um, and putting in the margins where they were going to go in as footnotes to the story, because everything in this little book was already in my fiction.
2: Lining um, up,
3: yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was really exciting. Um, so
1: what... So what was it about, um, you know, at the time you didn't know you were writing about Theology of the Body, but what specifically are we talking about? What intrigued you? What drew you to write about these? What was the topic?
3: Um, Well, the story is about some Catholic college students, uh, but they get off campus quite a bit. So there's other people in the story who are adults, kids, you know, all ages, Um, people from various walks of life, various careers, so it's a pretty broad spectrum um, and not something I thought up. Um, you know, it started with the Catholic college students, and I was interested to see what they were doing because I had kids at college at the time. And um, But they, you know, kept interacting with more and more people who kept asking more and more questions. Um, they went through a lot of experiences. There's a lot of drama, humor, romance, you know, all that good stuff that you have to have in a good story. Um, that kept me interested to keep coming back, but I was also intrigued with how they were praying, how they were going to the sacraments, how their priest was holding their hand as they went through some really difficult situations. Uh, you know, the characters considering vocation, thinking about marriage, thinking about priesthood, religious life, um, which from a Protestant perspective, we just don't even go there on those topics. It's just not even an issue. But for Catholic college students, those are big issues. Mm-hmm. Um so that's part of how it got in Theology of the Body. Um, more, there were strange things in the story that I didn't understand why they were there until I started reading about Theology of the Body and realized that there were pieces of the Theology of the Body that might seem to not fit in. Um, some people think Theology of the Body is just about marriage, um, and that is why Pope John Paul II wrote it, um, but... He's a really brilliant guy, so when he was set out to write something about marriage, he wrote this million-page document on the human person, and our whole history as human people from the beginning all the way to the future, um, and how Jesus came to redeem us, and all of that. So things like prayer are very much a part of theology, the body, because they're about our marriage to God, our union with God. Um, So it's not just about you know, boy meets girl, they get married, they have some kids, that, you know, that was his initial point, but in order to explain that, he explained who we are as people, um, and especially as Christians. So that that all was mixed into the story, which again, I didn't realize that that was all theology of the body. I was just like, oh, here's some Catholic people doing their Catholic thing. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, so we're talking to Suzanne McDonald, uh, an author, an author who's from the great state of Ohio. She she not only converted to Catholicism, but even during and amidst that before and after has, um, has embraced or has been led to, to write about the theology of the body, the, the beautiful teaching by John Paul, but to do so in a, maybe a more, I don't want to say, use the word contemporary, but mm-hmm. in a way that's, that's fictional, but yet attractive and hopefully quite meaningful. And the focus of who you want to, to get this book in front of, would it be old deacon grandpas like me? All ages.
3: Anybody. Anybody. (laughs) We've had, you know, people as young as 13 and 14 enjoy it, um, all the way up to, you know, people who are in their retired years um, and up in that age range, because the the issues that are brought up are issues that are universal to anybody who's trying to find God. Um, We have not had a lot of Protestants read it, but... It's footnoted such that they could read it if they wanted to understand why Catholics think and do what they think and do. Um, I started by putting footnotes to scriptures because things that happen in the story parallel things in the Bible um, sometimes, or characters will quote from the Bible or things like that. So I started with those footnotes. Uh, As time went on, I got more adept at figuring out how to use the catechism. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's things that are footnoted there to show, hey, when the priest character says this, no, that's what a real priest would say, because it's right out of the catechism. Um, And, you know, then I said, you know, when I was on the way to the World Meeting of Families, I found Pope quotes, and I'm like, oh, that's even better, let's put those in there. Um, So the idea is that if anybody comes across something in the story that's confusing, or they're not really sure, gosh, the Catholics really believe that, there's the answer in the footnotes um, to know where those things came from. Um, But, of course, the fiction came first, so it's all from God. And, you know, later I was like, oh, yeah, that really fits this, or that really fits that. You know, that's uh, so
2: important, because sometimes people will go, well, who's this wingnut on the radio? (laughs) I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about myself. Or they could say it about our previous guest this morning, Fariba, Mm -hmm. describing her her transformation from Islam to... Uh And and she uses... um, um, Vatican II documents to support what she's mm-hmm. saying and how the church teaches right. this as well as you are, Suzanne. So that's, uh huh, that's kind of beautiful.
1: It's
3: absolutely, yeah, beautiful. it is. Well, you know, there's, there's so much wonderful teaching out there that is very hard for Protestants to hear, it was very hard for me to hear and understand. Um, and, I, you know, like I said, I found fiction less threatening. Nobody was trying to convert me. Nobody was trying to tell me anything. The people in the story are just living their lives, and I happen to get to drop in and hear what they're thinking and what they're saying and watch what they're doing, um, which, again, there, no imposition on me as a reader whatsoever. Um, but when John Paul II wrote his Theology of the Body, it was based on experience, his experience as a priest working with regular, ordinary people, um, and what he saw going on in their families and their marriages and things like that. Then he took okay. all his okay. training. Okay, Suzanne? Plus,
2: Suzanne? Plus, yes. I'm, I want to hear more about the root of John Paul, yes. why he did that. We are That's on the, the radio, and we need... Yeah, you got it. We got to take a <laughs> short break, short break. But we're talking to Suzanne McDonald. She's a, a writer out of Ohio, and she's, she's specifically... Uh, we're talking to her about uh, her fictional work in the, uh, along the lines of the theology of the body, and, and what a beautiful means of evangelization that can be we want you to stay on with us through the break and uh we'll
0: continue this conversation stay with us there's more real presence live to come on the real presence radio network
4: Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity?
1: Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro.
2: This is Deacon Paul Trinan.
1: And we're broadcasting today from the Abbey of the Hills in northern South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for allowing us into your homes, cars, workplace.
2: Yeah, just a real quick story. I, I, I was a guest on Real Presence Radio several years ago, and I went up to the Fargo office for the studios, and I, and I met Eli. He's kind of in the background. He's the coordinator of all the... the um, breaks, and, and he basically keeps things going. But I remember I was really like intimidated, and he kind of settled me down, but he was kind of quiet back then. And I think about how I've kind of grown towards this radio thing, and, and I think about Eli growing, and I'm just going, ooh, where is this going? But anyways, it's, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing to be a part of this when I dip my toe into it every other month, and we're here at the Abbey of the Hills. But we've got a great guest. I want to make sure that if you're just joining us, Suzanne McDonald. Suzanne McDonald is a guest of ours, and she's actually out of Ohio, so she's calling in. And she's a, she's a writer. She's a writer, and she's written several different types of books. The one we're focusing on now is on the theology of the body. So I wanted to just take a step back. Mm-hmm. These are fictional works, Suzanne, correct? Yes. But let's just, for our audience, because people hear about that word, it's like... What does that
1: mean? Theology. I hear theology about it. us let the
3: body. And... Let's, let's, let's I, was, give... I was there, too. I heard theology of the body, theology of the body, and I had no idea what it actually referred to. I knew something about marriage. That was about what I knew. Well, give an um,
2: explanation to folks that they can,
3: they can... Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to summarize in one minute, but I'll use the term great mystery because our fiction is called Adventures in the Great Mystery, and great mystery is a term that John Paul II picks up out of the Bible from the book of Ephesians Uh, where St. Paul says that marriage is a great mystery, and I mean the marriage between Christ and the Church. And so John Paul II talks about how our human marriage is a sacrament because it's bringing us to that marriage between Christ and the Church. In the same way also, for example, a woman who chooses to be a nun and lives in a cloistered life married to Christ very directly, is also living a reflection of that marriage between Christ and the Church, that great mystery. Um, You know, likewise, a man who goes to the priesthood, John Paul II talked a lot about the priesthood being fatherhood, being in the image of Christ, in loving the Church, the Bride. Um, So for John Paul II, this theology of the body explained everything about Catholicism, whether it was sacraments, prayer, marriage, um, discernment of vocation, all of those things are wrapped up in this concept that, Um, in reality, God loves us enough to want to marry us, to be united with us in a loving relationship that enriches us and brings us to greater fullness of who we are. Um, And that's why that image of marriage is so, so important, but not just for married people, for all of us who want to love Jesus more.
2: That's a beautiful thing. I'm doing a wedding this week, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes because I'm going to be doing the homily. And I always try to bring out this whole, Christ is married to his bride. He lays down his life for his right. bride.
3: Yep. Right. Yep. Yes, and John Paul, too, writes some beautiful, beautiful things about that. You know, that the, the man and woman are equal, and yet the husband is called to love more. Love mm. with more sacrificial love, more Christ-life love, Um which is a great thing for, you know, men in our society to hear right now. Um, it's, it's very countercultural, but very beautiful teaching. Um, so one of the things we've done in the fiction is try and make sure that we have good, strong men who are living out their fatherhood um, to show what that looks like, um, because so many people in our society have not experienced that personally. No. So they can read the fiction and go through the experiences, because John Paul II wrote his Theology of the Body based out of experience, not just reading the Bible, not just his philosophy, but real experience with people in his parishes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want people to read the fiction, experience the Theology of the Body rather than hear a bunch of lectures. Um, mm-hmm. And John Paul II actually wrote a play about the Theology of the Body. He, too, sensed that it could be conveyed through fiction, um, and, you know, he didn't have a lot of time to do a lot with that. Um, I suspect he's up in heaven whispering the story to me, along with some other saints. <laughs> Don't know that for sure, but um, certainly seems so, given how the story reflects so much of what he wanted to communicate to people.
1: So, we've been talking about these fictional stories. What are the the names of these fictional stories? that
3: So, people so the series find is it. called Adventures in the Great Mystery, which is also the name of our website, where... Everything is, lots of information about them and also ability to purchase them. Um, The first one is called The Five Questions, and I'm going to blank on the second one, even though (laughs) we just published it. Love one another as I have loved you, um, which again brings out that Christ-like aspect of the love that we need to share. Um, And, of course, that, that can be husband and wife, but love one another as I have loved you is for all of the disciples to love each other. Um, and that includes all of us in the church. Um, which again, marriage is that model for us, and even those who aren't married can see in married love the goal of all of our love needs to be like that. Whether it's a coworker at work, neighbor next door, your kids, we all have to love with that Christ-like love. Um, so that's very exciting. The third, the third novel is called Two by Two. Um, because Jesus sent out his disciples in pairs, and we need each other. So the focus of that book is how can our friendships really support one another as we go out to follow Jesus.
2: Pairs, And that, yeah. one,
3: that one's almost in print, not yet.
2: Okay, so again, your website is Adventures in the Great Mystery? Yep. Adventures in the Great Mystery. And they'll give, I'm sure, ample um, views of these particular... Fictional yeah, there's books. lots.
3: There's lots in there.
4: Yeah, um, and Go so on.
3: we have in the stories we've woven in. <clears throat> there are discussion questions in each book because we would love. It's great for individual read, but we would love for people to you know find a group yeah. in their parish or at their school or whatever yeah. um, to discuss the books together. Because so much in the books is about being the body of Christ as a community. Yeah, um, we don't live Christianity in isolation. We live Wait. it with other Christians. So we'd love for people to pick up the books and do that. If any of our listeners are interested in teaching theology of the body, we've written an entire curriculum to go with the novels. Um, You know, so I right now, I'm in the third novel with a group of high schoolers, and um, they're helping me edit, but we're discussing all the things. They just love to argue about whether or not the people in the story are doing the right thing. Um, You know, and he shouldn't have said that, she shouldn't have done that, and, you know, they really get into the story Um, so discussion groups are great, but for individuals, we also have personal reflection questions at the end of each chapter, because we want every reader to have their own adventure in the great mystery. We Um, want them to enter into the transformation that's happening with the people in the story. Um, so we've provided that as well.
1: Thank you so much, Suzanne. We've ran out of time this morning, but thank
3: you for joining us. Yes. Thank you for having me and God bless your ministry. Oh.
2: Adventures in the Great Mysteries, author Suzanne McDonald, uh, based on fictional works, uh, based on the, the theology of the body.
1: Mm-hmm. Check it
2: out. Check, Check it out.
1: out. Thanks for great. joining us. Thanks, Thank you so much. Have a God great bless. day. You too. All right. Oh. Oh. So it's only Wednesday, so that means we've got two more Real Presence Lives this week. So let's go see what Eli's up to.
2: Bring
4: it, Eli. Bring it. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, the one part of the show that everybody else can hear me talking too. That's yeah. right. <laughs> anyway, great show today. A lot of interesting, interesting segments. Yeah. Um, especially that first one. I really enjoyed that. We'll have to have her on again. But we've got another good show coming up tomorrow morning, nine to eleven a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father Craig Vosick, coming to you from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota they will start off the show with Dr. Leroy Husengay of the University of Mary about the exciting new things happening at U-Mary. Then Sister Mary Joseph Campbell of the St. Mary's Sisters of the Diocese of Bismarck will join us so that you can meet the St. Mary's Sisters. And Father Jason Leffert of the Diocese of Fargo will tell us what it means to be charitable. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be tomorrow morning, Thursday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Bye back to you.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Eli.
2: Yeah, he's talking about those University of Mary folks up there. And I'm going, yeah, i got a son who's in his fourth year there. Yeah. Um, and a daughter that just graduated from Mary um, a month or two ago. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Beautiful
2: school. What Beautiful a great
1: school. show, Deacon.
2: Hey, it was fun.
1: It was a lot of fun. And it was fast. Yeah. Lots you know, Freba,
2: Freba and her... Her Islam to Catholicism, I mean, you could go on for, and, and then talking to Dr., I always want to call him Dr. Chris Motz, but he's not a doctor, he's an attorney. Right. Chris Motz, Motz, excuse mm-hmm. me, and um, golly, the, just the, 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 it's just so pragmatic, the prayer, which leads to the formation, which leads to yeah the decision about the future of our country. Yeah. And then also with with Suzanne right at the end talking about so many interesting things. Well, and
1: I pulled up her website, Adventures in the Great Mystery, and when you go to the book, it doesn't quote her as the author because she's talked about this collaboration between students and whatever. She's editor-in-chief of Ah, these books. So it truly is a collaboration with young adults, which is so fascinating. Yeah. Beautiful What a great show it Thanks a good for show. having us here
2: It is our pleasure to be the host for this, this beautiful thing
1: And will you part us with I a will. blessing? Yeah.
2: And let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit At the beginning Lord we ask you, you to be present amongst us with your Holy Spirit We thank you, we give you praise and honor and thanks um, For being here with us, guiding us, counseling us Just be with us throughout the rest of this week and this weekend May your holy will be done in the name of the Father, Son,
0: and the Holy Spirit. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.